2: The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961, and I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North.
0: Can you take me higher? Actually, instead instead of that, I have another one for you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday, dear Judd Lee. Happy birthday, happy to, birthday to, you. to
1: you. You're too kind. You're too kind. And at 54, I don't even know that I want to know it's my birthday, but I do appreciate <laughs> the very nice sentiments. Thank you very much.
2: Hey, it do, is, you, do you yeah. still have the capabilities of knowing it's your birthday without people telling you?
1: You see the gray hair? You <laughs> wow. see the gray hair? Um I choose to try and forget about it, actually. But then it comes, but I mean, it's nice when you are wished a happy birthday. It's just the problem is by your 50s, you're like, really, I have to keep aging? I know. So it is what it is, as the kids say.
0: It is our resident sports dad, Judd Zolgad's birthday. This is Before I Die, because we want the Minnesota Vikings to win just one Super Bowl. Before we die, I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com. Selfie extraordinaire, new office makeover as well. You guys will be seeing some cool stuff going on up there. And over there, we got producer Ross. Ross, why do you like the Minnesota Vikings?
2: Well, I love the Minnesota Vikings because the pain of being a Vikings fan lets me know I'm still alive. But where's the pain been?
0: What is this What is this feeling of joy and bliss? The Vikings are keeping us all alive. Their creed is taking them higher and higher. Actually, that's not creed. That's Josh Dobbs taking them higher and higher. After a one-in-five start, the Vikings have won five straight. Current longest streak in the NFL with a 27-19 victory over New Orleans at U.S. Bank Stadium. Up next, you guys, you have the Denver Broncos. Then you got the Chicago Bears. Uh, then there's the bye week. Then there's a trip to Vegas. Now, are we going to see this thing snowball into an eight game winning streak before they head to Cincinnati in week 15? I think it I think it might be a thing.
1: Well, it, it would make sense because I, I think what what Ross is feeling, of course, now is the anticipation that this franchise loves to give you of hope. You know, we're we're back from the dead and they they basically ordinarily go off the cliff. After that, hope builds up, right? Like to the playoffs or something like that. Um, so I think they beat Denver. They definitely should beat Chicago. Vegas is tricky now, though. Since Antonio Pierce replaced that idiot Josh McDaniels, they've actually played better. Uh, but I could definitely see this. It's the, This team, in my opinion, on Sunday, that was as much fun as I've had watching a, a game in person with, you know, low expectations are not huge ones in a long time. Josh Dobbs, just because of his ability to run, makes the game fun. Like he, you know, he's got the dual threat and he makes the game fun. And the Vikings to me with Dobbs feel looser. It feels like more of a, the, the first half felt like recess. Like when you go out and drop plays in the schoolyard, for recess. Yeah. That's how that felt. He's taken off and running. He's scrambling and throwing passes. So I think that we are in for some more Viking success before what feels like usually the inevitable downfall of the franchise, Ross.
0: Fun fun is my second favorite F word, you guys, and the Minnesota Vikings sure are turning this season into just that. Ross, is it more fun this year to watch the Vikings than last year's 13-4? and four? I mean, You know, there was some dramatics last year. The way that the Vikings were winning was like, oh, my gosh, you're hanging on. And Judd nailed it. Yesterday's game, so much freaking fun.
2: Yeah, I think there's many layers or many different ways you can define fun. Obviously, last year was fun because the team, unless they got blown out, you never felt like they were going to lose a game. You always felt like Judd talked about this. Oftentimes, you would see Judd tweet things along the lines of, (laughs) Vikings haven't played well. They're down 20 to 17 with four minutes left, but we know they'll end up winning this game and they would. That was fun. This year's fun because it's something so different. It's so unexpected. We didn't even know Josh Dobbs would be playing. We thought it would be Jaron Hall could be Jaron Hall's job to lose. He might get a few weeks. Well, boom, he gets injured almost immediately gets turned over to Josh Dobbs. And now look what he's done in the last two games. And, Technically, his first start in the most recent game on Sunday. I think it's more fun just from a standpoint of when I now watch the games. I can't look at the next four games and say they're going to go three and one, four and zero, oh, with any confidence or any certainty. I think honestly, if they go two and two, you'd like them to do better. But if they're sitting at eight and six, they're still firmly in the mix. If they go two and two in the next four, mm-hmm. I think this is fun because watching now, Judd and Jesse j-squared it's house money you're literally just watching carefree it's like oh great the vikings won they're still in the playoff mix they're still in the top seven maybe they'll track down detroit oh the vikings lost not a huge deal they're playing with somebody else's backup quarterback and it moves them up the draft order for april it's just it's fun either result right now is fun so yes the way i'm viewing it this is more fun than last year because Judd, maybe they still will reel me in like you were talking about. Oh, they will. But but <laughs> I can't I can't be hurt because I know the shoe oh. is gonna come down. I know it's going to come down. Oh. They're not winning the Super Bowl with Josh Dobbs. That doesn't mean I can't have fun along the way.
0: I mean, wouldn't that be something the past or not? wins the Lombardi for Minnesota, that would just be tremendous. Now, Josh Dobbs has done so much in two games, just turning things around, completed 23 of 34 passes yesterday for 268 yards and a touchdown, plus rushed for 44 yards on eight carries with a rushing touchdown for seven yards. Um, Love the run game. That's by far my favorite. Now, the way that Josh Dobbs has performed these past two games how upset do you think the likes of the New York Jets or the Atlanta Falcons are for not saying, hey, maybe we could give this guy a shot. Now, certainly Minnesota went in. They didn't have probably the confidence that they obviously now have. It was a little bit of a stroke of luck. I think he, you know, there's a great story in Josh Dobbs. But how pissed do you think those other two teams are that they didn't try to take a swing at him?
1: Well, they shouldn't be because I don't think that, that he has this success with them and and the second half of yesterday's game, which, by the way, I don't blame Dobbs for at all, but O'Connell, in his postgame presser, called himself out for being too conservative. So I think the reality is a lot of what, what we've seen from Dobbs is, yes, him, he has talent. There's no question he, he can definitely throw. And, I mean, my God, we, we've seen his athletic ability to run. But I don't think the Jets or the Falcons have the offensive masterminds to ever put him in th- this role. And this goes back to my point for a long time, which is a lot of times the quarterback, a quarterback has to get with the right guy, with the right coaching staff. Um, and I have no idea how long the joy ride is going to continue here. But I think if you planted, if you took Josh Dobbs today and planted him with Arthur Smith, who's seemingly a buffoon in Atlanta, I think he's average. I, I don't think he's great. And I think if you uh, planted him with Hackett, with the Jets, I think he's okay. But like, I think that this whole this marriage with O'Connell, when O'Connell lets Josh Dobbs do what Josh Dobbs can do, at least for now, is why it's working so well. So I actually don't think this I, – I don't think Josh Dobbs is like a Pro Bowl quarterback emerging. I think he's a great story. I think he's more talented th- than some teams thought – but I also think that you have to give a lot of credit to the environment he's been plopped into, uh, especially coming out of another buffoon reorganization with the Cardinals.
2: <laughs>
0: well, think,
2: and- Very quickly, Jesse, I think yeah. one thing that helps Josh Dobbs, and we saw it yesterday, not as much in his first game, but yesterday we saw it. And Atlanta has this with Kyle Pitts. I, off the top of my head, I'm not sure the Jets do. What do backup quarterbacks and younger quarterbacks or more inexperienced quarterbacks typically love? They love the tight end position because it's a great safety net. Well, the Vikings not only have a safety net in TJ Hawkinson, they have one of the better tight ends in the league. And we saw that yesterday and probably by default force feeding the ball to TJ Hawkinson because almost everybody else on the roster outside of Jordan Addison is injured. So I think having things like that in an offensive line, that's, doing enough to keep him upright makes a lot of a makes a lot and a big difference. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. So thank you. I'll just, Ross, I'll mute myself. See you later. No, I mean, I was going to say a little bit more, Josh Dobbs helping TJ Hawkinson become valued again. I mean, we've saw him struggle. I think it's a little bit of a resurgence for Hawk, which we love. Uh, Speaking of a resurgence, if you will, Ty Chandler, Get him on your fantasy football team, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's going to be uh, there. Go ahead, Russ.
2: Obligatory fantasy football mention.
0: I think I saw he's only owned by like 8% of the league. So if you don't have him, go grab him because uh, he's likely going to carry the bulk of of the workload with Alexander Madsen in concussion protocol. 15 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Judd, Ty Chandler, like what you see. How is this going to be moving forward? Well, just
1: play him. Like, he might not be perfect, and and I, I mean, there's clearly things they don't like, because if, if they did like him, he, he would have played. Uh, they, they probably wouldn't have gone out and traded for Camp Acres. But, you know, when you just see that speed, right? Like, that speed is alone. Like, okay, if he can't play on third down because he can't block, all right, that's fine. C.J. Ham could play on third down. But the reality is, when you watch that burst that he has compared to M- Madison, Who, you know, is, I I mean, he's gotten chance after chance after chance. Yes, I am like you. I am on the Ty Chandler bandwagon, whether that be fantasy football or real life. Um, I want to see him play more now. And I don't think there's a compelling case not to play him more now. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Ross? I thought the po- I thought post game locker room stuff was fun when he gets a game ball. If you guys saw this and Brian O'Neill immediately goes, I owe you one because he got called for that <laughs> holding call on Chandler's second rushing touchdown. I think at this point, well, one, you're going to have to play him again. A word of the podcast so far, at least for me, by default, you're running out of body. So you're going to have to play him more. I-, I continue to be intrigued, though. We look at the day and we go, wow, he had a really good day. But again, Mm -hmm. that's only by comparison. You look at the numbers and go, well, he averaged three yards a carry and at 45 total yards only led the team in rushing by what he beat Josh Dobbs by one yard. So Mm -hmm. again, it goes back to, I'm not all entirely sure it's all on the running backs. Obviously the offensive line plays a role here, but you just, you're going to have to play him one because you invested a little bit of capital into him, not a lot, but at this point. Anybody you were to try to bring back in off the off the waiver wire or a free agent, it's going to be no better than what you have. And what are you losing? What are you losing by playing Ty Chandler more at this point?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I would completely agree. I want to give one more round of applause for the Brian Flores defense, which continues to be just tremendous. Mag-
1: magnificent. How good is that defense? Like, especially comparative, you know, compared yeah. to a year ago. My God, is that fun to watch? You never and know it, what's w-
0: coming. Right. It's just, it's so tremendous. Now we're giving credit to Brian Flores. I do want to nitpick just a smidge on KOC, um, the challenges yesterday. Judd, what did, did you guys talk to him at all about that? Who is helping him? Um, why didn't he challenge on months third and one that turned into a fourth and 10 after a sack? Like what is going on in KOC's brain or in whomever's telling him what to do's brain? What can you do about that?
1: Well, so He didn't challenge the second one because of the, I believe it was Addison near touchdown that he did challenge. But the problem on that one was he didn't clearly see, or somebody didn't see the play through its entirety. Now, the fact that Jordan got his feet down, I don't know how he did it. Like, that was an incredible catch. But you clearly saw when they showed the entire play that the ball was jarred loose. Like, he did not, as as they say, survive the ground. So, like, that was a terrible challenge. Um, not cause it, not because he didn't get his feet in, but because you could clearly see that when the ball, I mean, he lost the ball. Uh, so I think that that precluded him from challenging another play. So what was the controversy that he didn't challenge the first down spot? Cause I, I did yeah. hear that. See, I'm not a big, I'm not big on challenging first down spots um just because once they spot the ball it's really hard unless they've goofed up big time to get that changed yeah Ross
2: that one to me though Judd was so obvious because once you (laughs) and TV barely talked about it they glossed over it but that's what Mm -hmm. happens when not to be mean you get the the C or D team on Fox unless I'm completely missing something When he falls down, his knees never hit the ground until the football actually hits the ground first. Right. So he is fully laying on the 28. They spotted at the 29. You can challenge that, and even if they move it a half a yard and you're still short, you're going to win it. I'm not sure that would have changed the play call, but I can't believe he was spotted a full yard short. To me, it wasn't even close. Maybe when you re-spot it, he's still short. But to me, of everything they challenged or didn't challenge yesterday, to me, that was the play. I get it, Judd. I'm with you on those third and fourth, third and one, fourth and one on a quarterback sneak, and coaches will challenge. Don't even waste your time. But this one, it was clear. I thought, unless maybe Jesse, maybe you saw something different that I didn't see. It looked clear as day to me that that ball was misspotted.
0: And I would agree. I mean, I, again, Judd, you obviously have a different perspective than us when you're actually at US Bank Stadium. But from my perspective, that's that's what I saw as well.
1: Yeah, I just don't trust him. I, I don't trust them to, to get the, those calls right. I, I think it's got to be clear-cut calls. Um, I, I've seen spots that have been screwed up, and they don't. It, I think it's it's one of the toughest things to get corrected accurately. But, um, but there, you know, he wasted a challenge. So mm-hmm. th- there's no question. The Addison catch was a bad challenge. My biggest gripe of the day was the decision to try to kick a 54-yard field goal, goal <laughs> on fourth and three. What are you doing, Kevin? Go for it. It's fourth and three. Go for it. You, you your kicker is not good. And this is a whole different problem from 50 plus. And I I gotta believe that the the analytics world says in that situation, go for it. So mm-hmm. like I and and plus if you miss now, the ball goes back to where the ball is spotted for the kick attempt. Yep. So, like, you gave the Saints outstanding field position. Uh, and that in the press box was a first guess. We were all like, what are you doing? And then, of course, he missed it and it, it was a self fulfilling prophecy. But yeah, Kevin O'Connell, as he admitted, did not have a good second half. He yeah. did not. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines. And whatever else comes to mind.
2: Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation.
0: Well, and that's noticeable on the scoreboard alone. What do you think it is? That he is, I mean, we've seen him be conservative all season long, and there's just this lack of bite and lack of aggression. Why is that? I mean, does he not have some of the faith and trust in some of the players without Kirko there and without JJ? I mean, what is the reason that you think he is playing so safe and and so almost scared? I want to say, like he's just not willing to to try and go for it. He's trying not to lose.
1: Yeah, because I I, well, I think in the case of the Saints game was he had a big lead. Uh, I, I think it was 24-3 to three at halftime. Then then the Vikings drove and got a field goal. So it's 27-3. And I think at that point, football coaches, uh, young or old, often think, oh, my God, you know what? I'm up by a lot. I got to protect the lead, blah, blah, blah. They get conservative. Young ones, too. And I think that's what we saw. But um, with what they have going on and with Dobbs, you, you got to put your foot on the gas. You got to put your foot on the gas. That's how Dobbs plays best. It's very clear. Like he wasn't, he didn't have a great second half because I felt like O'Connell tried to turn him into a passing quarterback. Like <laughs> it, it became much more conservative, which far more goes to what Kirk does. And by the way, Kirk is a far better conservative quarterback than Dobbs. Mm-hmm. So... I but but the nice thing was O'Connell talked about it extensively in the post game. I think he knew he screwed up. It, it's not like Fleck, you know, when PJ Fleck gets to the podium, Ooh, it's all on, it's all on me, it's all my fault. You blame me. It's this <laughs> passive aggressive crap, and he doesn't think that, right? O'Connell explained what he didn't like about what he did. Good for him, but I think he gets it. with With Josh Dobbs, I think you got to go. A hundred miles per hour most of the time, and because if you try and go fifty five, it's going to actually sl- slow your ability down to distance yourself, and that would have been that would have been a hell of a forty two to twenty win or something like that, right?
0: Mm hmm. Like just keep well, going, just keep going, John, have
2: some fun. I, I think mm-hmm. some of it is game feel too. You talk about the missed field goal from Greg Joseph, you could kind of start to feel the game slipping a little bit. And missing a field goal there, I think, allows the slip even a lot more than going for it on fourth and three and just not picking it up. Right. And then you you factor in the Jameis Winston factor where he comes in, they start to get things rolling. And there are literally three things I can attribute that to. Two, I think, are practical. One, I think, is just more woe is us. Uh, One, the Minnesota Vikings history and even Gophers history in this town with backup quarterbacks, it just so... So often seems to never go well, and of that's course that's Ross's Winston, favorite
0: pullback. Like it's always the backup quarterback. It's, a, it's always
2: the backup quarterback. All, all they do is burn the Minnesota Vikings in this town for <laughs> the most part. But oftentimes it's on short notice or when they enter games, and of course Jameis Winston immediately starts getting getting rolling. Well, then you look on the defensive side for B. Flow and his defense. That's not who they game plan for. You go with Derek Carr, who these days is a bit more of a statue, more than he ever was. Now you got a running quarterback. And then you also, when you factor in Jameis Winston, you didn't game plan for him at all. So I I feel like KOC and the offense really should have been trying to do more to help their defense in the second half. And they just weren't. However, I do want to say... I, we don't need to be this negative. The, the team's won two games in a row with a quarterback that was on somebody else's roster. Literally what? Still 14 days ago at this point, 13, 14 days. But you're always striving to get better, right? As one coach in this town, Judd says, change your best. KOC needs to do that as well as that coach who says that often, too.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, You know, speaking of coaches, and I know Judd today on Judd's Hockey Show, you kind of went off on a certain head coach in this town, obviously hockey related. So I'll let you guys all figure out who that might be. But you know what? Ross had a good idea. Who do you think Josh Dobbs, like what Josh Dobbs has done in his two game stint with the Viking? Who would who can you compare that to in the NHL world? There's only one hockey reference, you guys just one and it's a plug for Judd's Hockey Show on this channel. So bear with us. But it's kind of fun to cross sports once in a while it's cross streams here uh hockey related josh jobs
1: who do you think Ooh, boy some someone who's come in at like the deadline
0: i go Devin dubnik
1: yeah that's a good yeah you know what that's a great one that's a great right? one jesse yes you're, you're exactly yeah. right because and and it certainly dissipated after a, a while but i mean for mm-hmm. a long time that that he saved that season season, season. that's yeah. a fantastic one yes yes that's all, i cannot I mean, it wasn't... top that
0: he was somewhat of a journeyman at that time, but he just, he wasn't what he was like. Nobody, everybody overlooked him, right? Like everybody was kind of, he was the backup. He was the guy that just hadn't done well. He gets his trade and changes everything. So that's kind of, I'll go doobs. Doobs. That's a perfect one. (laughs) TV guy. Now a media guy, big media guy. Now love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Go check out Judd's hockey show and see, what he was ranting and raving about this week. Uh, Ross, you know what? Speaking of other people's thoughts, let's let's cue up some comments from YouTube, shall we?
2: Comments from YouTube. Was that just as short as you hoped it would be, Judd? I know you always poke fun at that open. Oh, no, it's just funny. I I just (laughs) like how the guy flies in. (laughs) Comments from
1: YouTube. And, like, it's not dressed up. It's just like,
2: bang. And that he's gone. You know, we, yeah. we like to make the most of our time here before I die. I like it. Comment number one comes from Tina Dobson. I wonder if KOC is getting pressure to keep trying to use Madison that way. Not entirely sure what the that way part is for. But the general thought, is he getting pressure to use Madison? My question off of that comment from Tina, is it more of an line problem or is it still a running back problem? perhaps a little bit of both. I'll let either one of you start. You guys fight over it. Judd, take her away. Okay, the offensive line is actually in a run blocking. Uh,
1: The Falcons game is rough, but the offensive line has done a good job. It is a running back problem, and she actually brings up a really good question, I think. Like, it it, it seems hard for me to believe that Kevin O'Connell has watched a ton of film of – madison and has concluded that i'm going to continue to bang my head against the wall so like could it come from i don't know the running backs coach could it come from quasi i don't know but i think it's definitely um i think it's a thought worth exploring because it does seem odd that a coach who does a lot of good things as far as his does decisions go jesse would stick with a guy who i mean i know they all love him and he's a really good guy but you know, you watch Ty Chandler run or you watch Cam Akers run, and then you watch Alexander run, and it's not all that close.
0: It is. It's very interesting. I always find it fascinating when coaches make or quote unquote make those decisions because you can sense he's not doing this. This is somebody else saying, Hey, we got to give uh, give this guy a shot. We got to make sure we're doing it. And, but you've given him a shot. We've tried it. Quit trying to make Fetch happen. Quit trying exactly. to make Madison happen. It's just, it's not going to your right. Nothing personal. It's just, you have better options and I don't think Alexander Madison is it
2: we even got a Wong Wu carry this weekend maybe two yeah. of them.
1: there was at he's least got, one he's got speed man he I, does. I, I mean he's small and I don't don't know uh clearly from his training camp injury problems how durable he is but he can turn the corner too it's amazing yeah. what flat out being able to put your foot in the ground and take off like a rocket can do Take Alexander. off like a cyclone,
0: maybe that's kind of what oh, he does. Oh
2: yeah, that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. How about the Iowa State Cyclones? Jesse Cyclones have kind of rebounded a little bit. Hey,
0: there we go. We're going. You're going bowling either way. We Might even make it to the Big Twelve Championship. Some pretty you, winnable games coming up.
1: Are you serious?
0: Maybe at Kansas State. That could. That's a winnable game, and then I think it's Texas. Not oh, as Texas
2: beat. You yeah, know te- Texas ain't going to win. I don't think, are they? You're all gaudy right now, Jesse. But you wait till Michigan joins the Big Twelve as payback to the Big Ten, and yeah, just owns well, it for the next decade. I bet you
0: Iowa State you could just, be Purdue or Northwestern or Illinois. Just, just saying. <laughs> yeah, don't be
1: gopher. Yeah, Roscoe, don't be talking any gopher trash.
2: I'm not. No, I'm not talking gopher trash. I actually, of all the of of all the teams regionally, Iowa State's probably one of my favorites. I, I, I don't have much of a problem. I feel
1: right like your I feel like your team, Jess, has improved. Since the coach w- went off on that fan, yeah, yeah.
2: Remember when we were, at, remember when we were that, him for wanting to fight Matt that Camp- fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Campbell, well, I think Matt Campbell so leaves stupid. to go to Texas A&M. Ooh, I
1: lo- and he should He's leave just, now. Uh, like what because Matt,
0: what Matt Campbell has done with this fairly talentless Iowa State squad, like the past couple of years, you look at the guys that he had, right, Brees Hall, he had uh, Brock Purdy, he had all number of NFL players now. And this year to turn around a fairly talentless team and now Jimbo Fisher out at AM sounds like Matt Campbell might be getting a little, yeah, a little foam ring. Just Before make sure our-
1: that just make sure the next time that your Cyclones wear the that retro look that they don't wear human flesh colored pants so it looks <laughs> like they're not wearing pants. Okay,
0: here I'll, I'll let my people know.
2: Before our final uh, comment from YouTube, did you guys see? some uh some Sooners fan trying to get into it with Lincoln Riley in the tunnel I think it was either at halftime yeah she she basically yells at him and tells him Boomer Sooner and he either replies you got it sweetheart or get over it sweetheart (laughs) which either one is funny to me and I do like that I mean you could you could clap back but you know certainly we don't need to be getting to fisticuffs or getting super personal I thought that was
0: good fun sweetheart is very condescending. It's, it is patronizing. very patronizing. It's, it's so, like nobody a, ever says it like it, they mean it. It's always like it's okay, sweetheart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? No, uh, b- back in the
1: day when when like an older um waitress would call a guy a sweetheart, it's still very nice. And and, and you come across it very rarely, but I actually like that. Mm-hmm. But men saying it
2: does not work. Never works. What about buddy and pal? Buddy and pal are also kind of condescending, aren't they?
0: They can be. It's all Depends. about tone.
2: I yeah, use buddy tone. a lot, but I truly mean it in a loving way. Pal can be very condescending. I'm
0: not your guide, buddy. I'm not your guide, pal. <laughs> yeah, <but> i saw. <laughs> I, not
1: do buddy, pal. <laughs> I don't mind that. I feel like sweetheart borders on crossing a line unless it's done in genuine affection.
0: I think I'm just thinking of all the misogynistic men who have been like okay sweetheart to me when i've said something that they disagree with so oh yeah maybe it's just yeah jesse
2: because <laughs> jesse i don't know if you know this you're a woman you're not allowed to have sports I... takes or general thoughts on life no,
0: or really Especially on x. inside the kitchen yeah, yeah. don't be
2: yeah. doing that on x uh, yeah. uh, guys don't like yeah. that <laughs> ever here's your final comment from youtube from david didder 3781 <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah how does KOC continually find himself in these crazy situations? You can't make this stuff up. It's must-watch. It's must-watch TV. We have Ted Lasso as our coach, and I love it. Uh, by the way, I don't have Apple TV. I still have not watched a second of last Lasso. I haven't
0: either. I really want to see it, but I haven't. I
2: haven't either, and I'm not going well, to Well, there we it. go. We're all for three. Too popular. But, mm-hmm. Too popular for me. Too. Po- I'll get to it in 10 years. That's what I always tell people when everybody <laughs> he's else great. is on it. I'll, oh, he's, he's hilarious. He's I'm great. a big fan of his, but sorry. Mm-hmm. No, the question is simply this. KOC is a movie character.
0: Who's playing him? Brad Pitt. All right, Jesse. God, come on. That's a, it's, Oh, it's I a can Brad, see it's Brad, a Brad Pitt. Pitt.
2: I can Got see that. that jaw
0: hmm Someone good looking. Brad Pitt's too old now though. Nah, no, Brad Pitt can pay, play anything. He'd silly fine. How old is Brad Pitt? I'll watch Pitt? anything. He's like He's gotta be 50, 50 something. something. He's gotta be near sixty. Him and Leo are up there. Leo's in his forties, right? Yeah. I Leo. go Brad Pitt. That's
1: that's Leo. my answer. I'm sticking to it. The Depart is one of my favorites of all time. God, which damn. Brad which Brad Pitt was involved in the production and was supposed to be in, and they said you're too old to be in this. Stop it. I look up the look up the history of the departed. Brad Pitt was was instead of like Matt Damon. Yes,
2: Brad hmm. Pitt was going Damon. to be in it.
1: fascinating. Who would, who would be? Hold wait, hold on a second. I'm just trying to think of who I would cast. I'm trying
0: to think of a younger. I don't even know any younger ones. That's probably well, also my problem.
2: The one that I think of for me could be like a Bradley Cooper, but they always say that Bradley Cooper looks a lot like Sean McVeigh. Which is also a weird mm. tie in since Kevin O'Connell came from the Sean McVay staff. So maybe Bradley Cooper. Because Judd's right. I think you kinda have that. to grab somebody who's kind of in that age range. What about our guy, Josh Dumel? People I like was gonna him. say, I
0: think just because he's from Minnesota, like or yeah, not, he's from yeah. North Dakota. South Dakota He doesn't
1: no. I, I think yeah, I Dakota. think Cooper, yeah, but Bradley Cooper's a good one. Could totally see that. I, I would take Pitt before Josh to play kevin o'connell yeah i don't think do i know i don't think josh again it's that that,
0: think about brad pitt's always chewing something in his mouth to really show off that jaw structure kevin o'connell's got a very strong jaw. now
1: now the interesting thing is and this is true in all sports but i think it's especially true in football it's like a presidency um look at pictures of a coach the day i mean like zimmer like childress and look at the day that they're hired and the day they're fired. <laughs> yep. um, and I don't know. So O'Connell, to his credit, keeps himself in great shape, which, by the way, is tough because, you know, like coaches in some cases, I know it's going to shock you, you know, basically grind film and stop exercising. But have you noticed, I think slowly but surely, because O'Connell's not old yet, no. the hairline is creeping backwards quickly. <laughs>
2: I actually haven't noticed that because he's often always wearing a hat.
1: I know he is. So, but, but the next time he's not, and I'm not saying it's terrible, but I'm saying, I think it's as far back as mine. And he came in with way more hair and he's in his thirties still, right? Or he's 40. I think he might still be in
2: his thirties. How much of a, how much of a recluse is Wes Phillips, by the way, this is so off topic, but every time I see Wes, he, he looks and I say this, with all due respect to both guys he reminds me a little he reminds me a little bit of the late great Mike Leach like he just came out of the woods to coach football
1: (laughs) yeah I, I but Mike Leach was more of a how can I put this with all due respect to a dead man he was more of a scammer I think I don't think Wes Phillips is a fast talker like, like he's funny, but I don't think he's like Mike Leach had this air of I'm cheating and you know it and there's nothing you can do about it. I don't think Wes Phillips is like that. I, You know what? I don't think talk about is, my guy Mike like that. He, he was a saint. Oh, you know, Mike Leach was cheating up a storm, right? Which, by the way, <laughs> which, by the way, we'll get back to. <laughs> okay, That's a tease great. for the show.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. great. That's all Here. I got, Jesse.
0: So we wrap it up with some before I dies. Yeah,
2: we, yeah, we could wrap it up with that. Now you just got to tap dance for a second. And here we go. Time now for the before I die crew to give us their before I die.
0: Who wants to kick us off this week, boys? Let you two fight over it.
2: Roscoe, you go. Yeah, I'll make mine short and sweet before I die. And this one's more of a prediction. But before I die for the third time since 2019, your Winnipeg Blue Bombers will uh, basically become a dynasty and win the 110th Grey Cup this upcoming Sunday. Let's go, Caleros for the W. Let's go, Bombers. Why are they were talking about CFL that at, so much?
0: They were talking about that at Wild Practice today, and I was like, "I've heard of this." Were they team? Yeah, a couple it's, of them
2: were. John, it's just an int- it's it's an interesting game. It's a different spin on football, and and I've said this numerous times. You and I have talked about this. I don't proclaim it to be the world's greatest football because it's not. But after the NFL and after college football, it's the only football worth watching because novel concept. Their quarterbacks are actually paid a little bit of money. And because they're paid a little bit of money, Judd, what happens? The quarterback play isn't brutal. <laughs> and and is this the Blue Bombers against the Alouettes of Montreal.
1: It is. It's the Montreal. Alouettes.
0: Ah, that explains the other things that I've been seeing in my Twitter. Okay, okay. Uh huh. And I bet the wild
1: players are excited about that. The yeah. Montreal group. Dean lives there now, right? Mm. Around are you suggesting he makes his
0: hometown, there nope. or permanent town life. No, thing. no, no. I'm just saying he
1: lives around there, so he's probably very excited. Now, when I was a kid, the CFL actually used to sometimes steal nfl players wow vince farragamo the quarterback on the super bowl nfc representative rams signed with montreal in like 1980 made the cover of si
2: they had really? some real cash to deal with back then yep look at I'll, I'll say this too with the vikings tie-in it was really cool to be there last summer and see bud grant's name up immortalized it's in a that statue stadium. right there there might be a statue i didn't see that but uh, but i did see a statue up it did see the Mm. name u.s bank pretty cool that's what Mm -hmm. i got go bombers for the w baby jed okay um
1: before i die i would like to see the gopher athletic director he or she i don't care um hire a football coach and say i'm going to now turn my back and whatever you do i don't care Love it. Because I want to win at all costs. And if we get probation, that's fine. Because you know what I realized? When the Gopher basketball team made the Final Four, which was erased from the record books because of (laughs) academic scandal, which, by the way, now is a joke, but was erased. Guess what they couldn't do? They couldn't erase the memory of a Final Four run. And if you ask me today, would you prefer that to never have gone through that? Cause it was, it's one thing to have your team go to a championship game and miss wide left and rip your heart out because they, they legitimately lost, but if you're going to come to me for, you know, if the golf football team is going to make one appearance in the college football playoff and four years, hence, you're going to come to me and say, you know what, bad news. There was a lot of cheating and it's not going to count now. I'd say, Okay. I don't give a crap. Preach. (laughs) It's time to hire a coach and turn the, uh, and, and you know what? If BJ Fleck will do this, that's fine too. It's time to walk out of the room and say, whatever happens, I don't know a thing, but this is your operation to run. And I will tell you this. We will start to get you enough financial resources where we can recruit players and pay them at a level that's competitive, at least with the rest of my conference.
2: Yeah, I don't want to hop in and steal your steal your take here, Judd, but you know, once you bring up Gopher Football, you know I'm gonna talk about it. What you just <laughs> closed with, that's the biggest deal to me. I I think the world of the Dinky Town collective, good good for them. Anything is better Do than nothing. Really? Any it's better than nothing, okay? But thinking that I am going to get Darius Taylor or whoever to stay here or come play here because you're giving a percentage of beer sales, pizza sales, or parlor burgers is nothing to Utah giving away 80 trucks, trucks (laughs) to every scholarship player. It is on Mark Coyle, interim president guy, or next president guy or gal. It's not all on the head coach here. PJ is very responsible for a lot of what's happened this year, largely responsible. He's not responsible for the last 60 years of gopher football mediocrity at best, by the way. I love when people say, let's fire PJ, let's fire PJ. And then what? Fire the next guy in four to seven years. Yeah, and if it's I got the, the problems institutional. If I got the AD job, my first
1: question to football coaching candidates would be, "What are your ethics?
2: Because <laughs> we don't want any. We
1: don't. Well, need- no, no, no. I, I don't want sexual assault. Like I don't want anything le- that's untoward. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want but that. Just either. okay with cheating. But yeah. I want to cheat my way to yeah. Success.
2: I don't. I don't want my kids going to class. If they're coming here to go to class, they should be going somewhere else to get their education. You're coming to the University of Minnesota to win football games. I want to make you rich. Yeah, love Shout it.
0: Shout out Jim Harbaugh in the NCAA. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well put,
2: Jesse. <laughs> he, does, Je, Jim doesn't care. He's so obviously no. cashing in at the end of the year, riding and, off into the
0: and sunset. In the NCAA anyway. is just so. What I could go on for days, griping. They're so the powerless they're at this point. They're so stupid. They're just. What, which is why you should cheat more. Cheat yes, more. the repercussions really aren't that bad. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well put. Thank you. And you've My... got three
1: kids, so you're not <laughs> like like you got three kids, and you could tell them right now. You know what? Eh, in this okay. Case it's okay. Right. Okay.
2: Now, I, I just one more quick thought though. Now, with name, image, and likeness, and transfer portal, and money, and the U doesn't have money at this point, right? So the only way you could possibly win to cover that gap is to find what is the next wave in cheating that's what i'm looking for yeah. what coach is going to come in here and say you know what i know you can't give me the money to get the players that i want but here's a new way we can skirt the system <laughs> i don't know what that is but somebody
0: out there knows what it is someone knows it someone will do it uh it's always money money talks baby we know that Yeah, we know. before i die guys i just want cup holders at every seat because every adult beverage deserves to have a holder for its drink i understand why they're not up in the nosebleeds and yes that's what i can afford so that's why if we go to these games but i deserve to have a place to safely set my beer without it getting spilt over that's all i want just Jesse, some sort of figure where, out some where'd you system. go what's up
1: Where? where'd you go that that you didn't get one
0: vikings game I, every i'm just talking in general i okay i thought recently. there was a specific this has been long plaguing my life and all it's right. the main reason I, I don't like go to games anymore because I'm like, well, I just paid $13 for the beer. That Jim over there is going to spill because he's too drunk and he's trying to get to the bathroom and I can't yeah. pick it up quick enough before his hefty little feet step all over it. It's just Also, ridiculous. what
2: happens is That's you get the point. people who don't know which cup holder is theirs and it often yes. starts with the people at the end. They yes. assume they have no cup holder. It's like, no, you do, but it's kind of to the yeah. left. And if right. they start it off wrong, then everybody's messed up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I grew up in an era where there were no cup holders for anyone, you guys. No. At Met Center, they didn't have any. How
0: are you supposed to drink your beers? That's the other Fast. problem with uh, those upper level seats. There's not even room to drink your beer anymore. It's just so squished in. Claim to fame. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed a cup holder at the Metrodome,
2: you can thank the fasteners from my father that screwed those cup holders <laughs> into those seats.
1: Now, those were not there when, when it opened, though. No, they in were eighty two. They were installed later. Jeez, I don't think pop
0: metro. the time to be alive those
2: installed
1: I I tell you right now I do not miss that building one I bet bit.
0: you used to be able to keep the top on your pops too huh you don't yeah
1: either
2: one of you miss the smell oh. the smell of asbestos at the metrodome
1: oh you know what Jesse here mm-hmm. here's one And uh, Ross might recall this I doubt that you would but um there was a long st- long-standing period in the the metrodome days when first of all all they were allowed to sell was three two beer so they they couldn't sell full strength and i'm not kidding when when they would come through the stands to sell it they would come in cups so like a beer cup yes pre-packaged with a cellophane i think it was like on top of it and it was inevitably warm yeah so, like they didn't come through and pour a beer, you, like no cans involved. <laughs> These were literally poured, I think, at taps. They filled up the 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 thing, yeah, the carrying like the popcorn the carry tray. trays yep. type yes. yeah. with yeah. beer.
0: Yeah.
1: In cups. A nightmare. You know, in a cup that big and a cell and, and and plastic on top of it.
0: Nope. Warm. Nightmare. Terrible. You talk how about How many did you way? still drink? You still drink how many you still crush? I don't know how many I, I crushed a few, but three and
1: it, <laughs> the problem is three, two awful. Now, the yeah. one redeeming thing about the dome was if you went behind the football press box in right field, there was a room called the rally room. And I'm not joking, there was a long period of time, three for ones. Wow. Cool. No, and like Heineken. And it like back. Heine- and Heineken's and the real stuff. And so you would literally have people come off the street, come through the parking lot, in the back door, no interest in the game, but they wanted, and I can't blame them, the three-for-ones. And yeah. you could get sloshed back
2: there. <laughs> so they're buying the cheapest ticket in to get the get the three-for-ones. Dude,
1: I don't here. even know they bought tickets. I think they came in through the damn back door and no one cared. <laughs> and they'd that, come in and kind of buy people. The rally that room seats. was legendary
2: best seats at the dome for baseball remember in right field where there was the baggie and then they had all like the the players names that hung down the retired names or whatever and they'd always have like three seats before that whatever curtain came down if you got in the front row there that actually wasn't a bad way to watch the game because you could stand up and see everything and you had a great shot to get home run balls and during batting practice you could very easily heckle players which I did one too many times. I, I think Scott Cashmere still has a restraining order against me.
0: I got I'd kicked out of the I, dome once. I'd have so. to check that out. Well, what'd you do? I was drinking at the age of 19 or 20. I can't remember how old I was. They just kick you out at the time? No legal mm-hmm. they, they tried to. It. My ex had bought me the beer, and so they tried to get me to lure him over so they could like give him a ticket, but I was too kind. and was like, no, 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 no. I'm not no. going to put him this on the head. On so they just escorted me out.
1: Wait, so he he was he was with you but not He wasn't at the with moment? me. He
0: was not. Yeah, he was he was over he was with some other friends. He literally was an ex at that time, but I used him to get me some beer okay. because that's what I can do. I was like, you owe me this. But you didn't get in least. trouble then. No trouble, no ticket. They just kicked me out. I mean, you so could have got like, a ticket. Yeah, you could have gotten underage ticket, but nope. It's my charm. I was like, I'm really sorry, sir. The twins suck right now. It's just Oh, you weren't you know. sorry at all. You purposely tried <laughs> to drink, underage, drink on I the pe- way down there with, for crying Which out I loud.
2: appreciate.
0: Yeah, Did you get pretty. a little
2: misty eye? Did you start tearing up, too? Did you try and sell it a bit?
0: No, I think I was I was a little drunk, so I was very She's too drunk to get chipper, upset. Like, oh, sorry about that. Well, my friend blew it. There's a whole story. My friend blew it because she was all nervous, and she's like, we're going to get caught. I'm like, if you act like an idiot, we're going to get caught. Just act like a normal person. Yeah. She didn't, so it's her fault.
1: The dome was, was hard good? to drink in at, at that age. Like yeah. like they they were pretty they, they were, were
2: pretty, pretty strict on things. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty. What good. was the what was the fake name on your ID? On your no,
0: I, I didn't buy it. I didn't. But so that's why, like the that's guy what who saying? bought it for me. No, but did you ever have trouble. a fake ID? No, I was you a never very had good a kid. Fake ID? Okay. Yeah, you never did. No, you're I have a September birthday, ID so person. I'm an early. I turned twenty one fairly early anyway. I plus house parties, like I didn't need to go buy things. I had plenty of people that would do it for me.
2: I love when we hit the inevitable That's part warm. of this podcast where it just spins off. We're talking rail. about the metronome. <laughs> We're talking
1: about the metronome, the
2: rally room.
1: Love the rally wonder, room. Can, can we get back minutes. to
2: Wally? The can we get to Wally? The beer band getting busted. What Oof. an unfortunate situation. Well, that, was that was Bull.
1: You know what? You know what? Uh, he you was know, set
2: up. I I was too uh
1: too young for part of the time, but the Met Center was a great place to drink beer.
0: My dad talks about the Met Center all the time. North Star Games, great place Mm -hmm. to
2: drink beer. I was
0: only there once,
2: and I only vaguely remember it, which is sad.
0: I have a shirt that says Met Center with the colored uh, things. It's awesome. But uh, you know what else is awesome? You guys for hanging in there, listening, and watching all of this week's episode of Before I Die. Don't forget to check out all our other Purple Daily content on Score North. You got your breakdowns. You got your in the weeds. You got your X's and O's. If you're looking for that, guys, This one ain't it. This one is fun and entertaining. Go to the other channels. There's plenty of awesome content. Not to mention you've got Judd's Hockey Show. You've got Timberwolves, Twins, all of your stuff that you want to talk about. Royce Unchained, good things happening. That's going to do it for this week. Until next week, Skull Vikings.
2: Hannah Penn. (laughs)